0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks.
1: Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, Grant Sauce Nicholson. Ron Cobb just joined us uh, for the hour. Lead on from Arrowhead Pride. What did you think of that hour? That was... Uh, One of the fastest, most intense hours I've done in a long time. I mean, that's. I need more time with Ron. (laughs) All right,
2: no, you know that we didn't do phrasing. I need more time to talk about drafts. You guys got in the weeds with some of these positions. We did, didn't we? You got over my head fairly significantly at points, and I try not to. I
1: try to add things in just to. But I was. I mean. Now I know a whole lot more it was definitely about some key position groups. It was definitely pretty geeky, and I apologize about that. But there's a lot of people out there that this is what they do. I mean, my Twitter account's full of seeing mock drafts from people. You know, well now,
2: well, now when we get on to the point where we're drafting Ron's sixth top wide receiver, now I'll know who he is. Now I'll be
1: locked in. I'll know exactly what to expect. What would you do? I know you don't necessarily put out a mock draft um i love to do it it's a lot of fun but at 29 and 30 you don't have to say the player but what position
2: i mean just draft whoever you think is the highest value edge or wide receiver still left on
1: the board so you like that philosophy because i always hear that well we take the best available well it could be a quarterback
2: the thing is is i think it's one of those things it's best available with caveats right
1: yes best available at the positions you need
2: if you need five positions and there's a guy at Lineman or whatever that you think is incredible, why not take the lineman? You
1: so say, like, edge, wide receiver. Corner. Like, if there's corner. a corner
2: that they really, really like at 29, like, isn't that why we trust Brett Feach to make those decisions?
1: Yeah, that would have gone safety. You know, but after Justin Reed signs with the Chiefs, it's almost I, – I still think it is a necessity. Not a necessity, but I don't know how to put this. But within the first six picks in the top 103, I would hit safety. Unless you just say, all right, Juan Thornhill's our guy. Justin Reed's going to be our guy. But the Chiefs are so safety heavy. They like to use them in the box. They like to use them in different places, like Dan Sorensen was used. You know, whether you like Dan Sorensen's play or not, I understand it needed to be elevated a little bit, Tyron Matthew. But they love safeties, and the Chiefs are always using them. So if you say, okay, they have Justin Reed, and Juan Thornhill, well, what about depth at the position? Because somebody's always going doesn't play, you know, from time to time and you always need the Chiefs like three safeties at times.
2: Yeah, I mean it'd be good to have a safety. They also have a big needed corner still. So No, hundred percent I you. mean, I, it's kind of six of one half dozen of the other. I'd probably rather get the the too deep kind of figured out before we start going too deep on safety.
1: And Veach has been very good at corners. I mean, you look at it, it's kind of an underrated trade and you know, people Look at Brett Beach's moves, and they don't bring it up very often. But the whole Parker anger move for Chervarious Ward. You look at the money Shaverius Ward uh, just got this this season. He was undrafted. I, I like Chervarious Ward a lot. Even when people were slamming him, those
2: people don't really know football. But I think he was a great player for a long time.
1: Yeah, he was. I mean, he was a very serviceable starter for the Chiefs, and he was flipped for second round pick. Parker anger was on the Lions practice squad last year. That is a win. Legarius Sneed in the fourth round. Huge win for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think they do get a corner. You're
2: telling me he's good at
1: evaluating uh, defensive backfield. It seems to be. You know, and here's the thing about it. You know, they they had Sam Madison here and also, but don't forget Steve Spagnola cut his teeth as a defensive backs coach. Like, I know those guys don't make the picks, but I think they make suggestions. I think they make the suggestions, you know, as far as, you know, who they really like, who they don't. Because when they bring guys in for visits or whatever, you know, when people are watching combine tape or pro day tape, there's just certain guys that stand out and certainly you'd listen to a Steve Spagnola.
2: And I mean, and this is totally out of left field, but you know, also was a defensive backs coach for a long time. Chris Kleiman, you know, has had really good defensive back play the last couple of years. Chris Kleiman.
1: Hey, going back to North Dakota State. Yeah. Dominant defensive backs.
2: It's just, I agree. What you're saying, though, is you can see the coaching with with both those guys for sure.
1: Because really you need two ingredients for the AFC. I mean, you think of the Chiefs schedule. And it's not an easy schedule whatsoever. Matter of fact, if you wanted to go uh, wins and losses uh, or over under uh, win totals, it's the number one schedule in the NFL. I don't know if you know that, but the Chiefs schedule is number one in the NFL if you went by Vegas is uh, the Caesars book that came out with the over-unders. We talked about, you know, and they face quarterbacks like Josh Allen. They face Tom Brady. You got Russell Wilson twice. You got Justin Herbert twice. They've got good quarterbacks that they play, and there's two ingredients you need to stop good quarterbacks. you got to have corners and you got to have edge. Those two play off of each other. How fast can you get to the quarterback? Are you forcing the quarterback to have errant throws down the field? And if they do, do you have the guys – to step in, make the interception, take it back. That's where Honey Badger just thrived. There's one thing about Tyron Matthew, and I understand why the Chiefs aren't bringing him back. I, I totally get it. It's business. It's not personal, it's business. But wasn't he always around the football? <laughs> like any kind of loose football on the ground or interception? Like he was always there. Some guys have that knack to be there and some guys don't. Like he was always around the football. Yeah, and he was. I- I do think that
2: kind of waned over the last, I mean, the last twenty football games he played. I don't think that that was the case, but in his heyday, for sure, that was one thing that you always noticed: is he got past breakups or picks or fumbles, whatever. Yeah.
1: But the Chiefs, you know, the schedule. And here's the thing: I know Pro Football Talk had a Chiefs schedule thing talking about how that they're playing the most overunders. But the bottom line is, you know how that works. Teams aren't as good as you thought they were, and. <laughs> Some teams are better than you thought they were like seeing the Bengals on your schedule last year. How did that go? You know, the Bengals look like, yeah, the Bengals look like, okay, this is a, uh, this is a automatic win for the Kansas City Chiefs. They turned out to be much better than what they were, but the Vegas win totals um, 9.5 win total for the Browns to compute the 2022 strength of schedule for each team is the Kansas City Chiefs being number one in win totals in the NFL going by the Vegas books, which I understand that. You look at the Chiefs' schedule. I mean, the AFC West is the toughest division in football, so naturally it was going to be considered tough whenever you look at the schedule. But the quarterbacks, too. I mean, the quarterback's going to be tough. Now, I I know a lot of people have been talking about the AFC and how the quarterbacks are loaded in the AFC, which they are. They're 100% loaded, but the NFC still has Brady. Rodgers, and last year's Super Bowl champion, Matt Stafford. They might not be as deep, the NFC, which is weird because the Green Bay Packers are supposed to win a game more than the Chiefs. They've actually, their over-unders actually tied for the most in the NFL with Buffalo in Tampa. But they go out there and Rodgers alone, Back to back MVP because you lose Devontae Adams, man. The NFC North number... is
2: awful. Though. Yeah,
1: but you lose. Yeah, it's true. But you lose the number one receiver in the NFL. They lose MVS to the Chiefs, lose the Darius Smith on defense. I mean, Aaron Jones and, and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, I, there's got to be
2: moves. I mean, you mentioned it with, with Ron. Is there obviously candidates for, for the same positions the Chiefs are looking for in the first round? I imagine they get a wide receiver in some capacity. Um, but again i think it's just because the nfc north especially is so weak that's a third of your schedule for the chiefs and the the packers and the chiefs have arguably the hardest division in the nfl maybe in a long long time and the packers have a, a very very weak division
1: oh yeah 100% i think the vikings who's the second best team
2: in that division the vikings vikings the the bears aren't doing anything until we get an actual grade for justin fields and then, obviously, the Lions are the Lions.
1: Yeah, I had such a hope for Justin Fields. and the I jury. think you
2: can solve high, high I expectations. I do, I
1: do. Because last year was such a crap sheet with these quarterbacks, but he actually played into the college football playoffs. And they always make a run at the Heisman Trophy. But I mentioned the Chiefs. Uh, you look at their strength of schedule. Um, Chiefs, the uh, toughest schedule when it came to the uh, over-unders in Vegas. Um, but... I mean, you got to play who you got to play, and I don't think they're concerned. There's going to be teams that aren't as good as we think they are. 100% there's going to be some teams that just aren't as good as we think they are, and there's going to be teams that are better than what they thought they were. And, you know, the Raiders were eight and a half wins, and there was a lot of people thinking highly of the Raiders this year. I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. What changed for the
2: Raiders? Because the Raiders were a playoff team last year, second-best team in I know the division. I know they were. Is this gonna be one of those things but where it all off of, season long you're just gonna be like, ah, the Broncos again. I love the Broncos roster. I actually have to do And like the, the Broncos, Broncos than don't the play that roster. well. Yeah, again. Again with this. This is what you did last year. I know. Last year you were like, oh, I love the Broncos. The Broncos and the Browns have the two best rosters in the AFC. And then both those teams stunk. Well the
1: Broncos are getting some run. They're a ten win team, of course. Both those teams stunk but last year. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I always let a caveat, coach and quarterback. If they change both those who knows what's going to happen? Talk to people in Denver; they thought one might change. Yeah, I'm just saying. My my point is
2: like they will be uh, better this year. Eventually, eventually, we have to take what we saw last year and take that into contention. But
1: Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and the, and the Raiders I'm went shocked out and got traded to know a fan, though.
2: <laughs> they went out and got Devontae Adams. I know the Raiders are getting better. At least, kind of on paper. Maybe not in actuality. There may be a little drop off with the actual coaching change. But is Kramer getting to you? No, but I'm just. I don't know. I think what we saw in the field matters a little bit. I just know you blew smoke so up all Chiefs, of our
1: butts Chief, no,
2: about no, no, the Broncos no, no, no. and the Browns last the year. The Browns disappointed, man. But I was
1: also high on the Colts.
2: You and know it wasn't what? They, just you. I, I'm blaming you for a lot yeah, of this. But there's a lot of people were talking up those two teams.
1: And the Colts peed down their legs. I think the Colts actually turned. Remember when the Colts started getting running? People were like, oh, man, this could be a scary team for the playoffs. But then Carson Wentz let them down. He would lose games for them. The Colts might actually be a serviceable team this year. With their third retread quarterback in a row up there? <laughs> well, Philip Rivers didn't do that when, bad. They when, should have beaten Buffalo in Buffalo in the playoffs. When
2: something, again, this is another proven situation for me. If the, the Colts finally want to do something worthwhile, then excellent for them. But, but Matt Ryan's I the it, best I don't thing care. they've
1: had since Andrew Luck Prime.
2: You think Matt Ryan is significantly better than Phillip Rivers? Well, I guess you're right.
1: But Philip Rivers was at the you're end right, of his road. Right. I mean, because... They got as much out of Philip Rivers as they could. Then the guy's coaching high school football the next year. I mean, he didn't stay in the NFL. They won despite that. But I love the talent. I love Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I think you're right.
2: We'll I, I forget how bad Phillip Rivers was that year. You kind of see the name and you think more. But that last well, he, year, he was pretty he was, much nothing.
1: He was okay, though. But remember when they went to Buffalo? Buffalo. And they went forward on fourth and two at the end of the first half. I don't know if you remember that. And they also Blankenship missed like a thirty-three yard chip shot. I field watch goal. a
2: lot of the NFL. I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge like you do of every game I've ever seen.
1: Well, anyway, the Chiefs will. Um, they will see uh, Matt Ryan next year. we will see Russell Wilson twice, Justin Herbert twice, Derek Carr twice. Um, they'll get to face um, I don't know, Tannehill doesn't matter. They'll face Stafford. Um. Yeah, they've got some good quarterbacks that they'll see. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, Tom Brady. So the Chiefs will. Uh, this is year for Mahomes, right? I mean, that's, this is this is the year for Mahomes to yeah. insert his dominance, stick the stiff arm out, and because so, these quarterbacks are all coming from the Chiefs will be public enemy number one. Even though the Bills, how are they public enemy number one again? Because people like beating the Chiefs, and you know what Buffalo should be. You know how did Buffalo do last year? Because they didn't get a one or two seed. Once they got the mantle of being the best team, they go to Tennessee. Kind of disappointing for the Bills. No, it was. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, they gave the Chiefs they wanted wanted the playoffs. It was an awesome game. Came down 13 seconds. But the Bills did disappoint. How some come the Bengals
2: games. aren't the team to beat in the AFC? How come it's still the Chiefs?
1: Uh, Vegas has Buffalo and Kansas City.
2: I want Buffalo to start getting some of this hate. What's it going to take for people to have Buffalo with a target on their back? I mean,
1: the Chiefs are wounded. No Tyree kill. Remember when they lost to Jacksonville nine to six Buffalo frauds. They're going run lost to the Bucks. No, oh, they didn't have exactly. They lost the Steelers in week one at home. I digress. Fun to look at, but coming up next though, top 10 storylines this year in the National Football League as they're doing introductions in the uh, national title game. Hasn't tipped off yet with Kansas and North Carolina.
0: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
2: Call from mom. Answer it.
0: Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome back to Baked Nine Jay Binkley, Grant Sauce Nicholson, producing the operation.
2: Nick Schwartz just did that promo. What do you think he's doing right now? Should we call him? He's not busy, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Nick Schwartz, he uh, just texted me. No, he did not. Yeah, I swear. He said, uh, "He said, is there an Apple computer still sitting in the studio?" Which, <laughs> no which, way. Which there is. Do you want it? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll take it home. And he says, and then he texts again. He goes, I'm, in, I'm such an idiot. Then he says, can you put it in the producer's studio for me? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'll take care of it. I'll put it in my car. How's that?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll take it home. It'll be in my bedroom. How about that? Super you know,
1: safe in there. Nick always likes playing jokes on people, right?
2: Yeah, we should call him, I think. I think that'd be hilarious. Do you want to call him? <laughs> Is that mean
1: nah, I don't? Know, I don't you know, want to be too mean because I can't. wouldn't want
2: to be called as a K State guy if my team is in the title.
1: We can't. Uh, we can't call him. He's a, he's a big Ku That'd fan. Funny, he does the Wave in the Wheat podcast. He's probably recording one right now. He'll definitely have one out after tonight's game.
2: Maybe not without his computer.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: <laughs> Hope he's not had a few uh, a few of these.
1: Well, if they win, he's going to be celebrating, and if they lose, he'll be crying. So he may or may not do do a podcast. If they tonight. win,
2: he may be crying anyways.
1: You think so? He's, he's
2: an emotional guy. He's got some highs, some lows.
1: Well, they're getting ready to tip this game off as Bill Self goes for his second national title. I mentioned the uh, top story. CBS had top stories in the NFL this year, and it's been wild. Grant, I was uh, kind of holed up uh, in a hospital for a couple of weeks, and the NFL kept me busy every day. My phone. I've got the. I don't know. I don't know if you ever do the alerts on text messages or twit tweets. I mean, like Ian I Ramp- try not to. You know what? I shouldn't try not to. That's what I should do. I should try not to. But like if Adam Schefter tweets or Ian Rampaport, Nate Taylor. I mean, there's a few I got or Arrowhead Pride and so and Pete. I have Pete, and I- if they if they tweet, I get it like a text message. Yeah, but what about if it's like a boring text message? What, what mean, if there's it's something few, lame? There's a few like worthless tweets or something from me and Rampapoor joking around with somebody, but most of them are, especially when the tampering legal tampering period started in free agency. there I, I'd set the phone down, look back, and there'd be 20 out there. I mean, th- things are just going fast and furious. Number 10 on our list AFC teams break the bank, which is 100% true. And we just saw contracts being thrown out there. Remember when baseball is the only way to get rich? the NFL certainly proved uh, differently with uh, getting new deals. They have uh number nine, which Kyler Murray demands a new deal, whatever. I mean, that's, that was kind of weird when he quote, unfollowed the Arizona Cardinals in once a new deal, but that, that's whatever Calvin Ridley suspended for gambling, made it number eight. I would actually put this a little bit more. That was definitely intriguing. Now that's it's a, a guy weird day. It didn't play at the end of the year. And uh, is Kansas up five to nothing so far in this game, but the bottom line is the NFL's in bed with all these uh, gambling companies, you know, like Caesars and, and FanDuel and all this. And here's the guy that uh, bet, and this kind of looks uh, hypocritical on the NFL. Uh, number seven Colts are placed Carson Wentz with Matt Ryan. This is interesting. What the hell is Washington doing? They're already in trouble because the gate receipt supposed to go to a, a kitty. They've been in trouble for a long time, though. Yeah, but this is bad with the NFL. Yeah. You've heard about this, though, right? They, yeah, and
2: the owner, thats one thing the owners are not going to like. Yeah, I mean, is if cover they're up getting everything. shafted on revenue.
1: Yeah, owners—they like money, and they like a lot of money, and they're all of a sudden taking money away from them, and this will probably be the end of Daniel Snyder. Browns replaced Baker Mayfield with Deshaun Watson sixth. I would actually put this higher up there. I think that was kind of a seismic shift because here's Deshaun Watson didn't play at all last year after leading the NFL in passing yards the year before taking over for Baker Mayfield. I have a feeling Cleveland doesn't like the success of Cincinnati in the same state. Like they were supposed to be right the team. as they were on the come up. Like yeah. they were the team that made the playoffs. They were supposed to be the team that had some magic. Uh, number five, Aaron Rodgers stays Devontae Adams leaves. Because there was questions. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back or not. And it's Devontae Adams. That ends up leaving. We talked about this yesterday. Isn't it kind of weird how Aaron Rodgers hadn't complained? Like, he hadn't said crap. Like, usually, if they don't draft the weapons he wants, he gets mad. And here they are getting rid of a guy like Devontae Adams. He's probably too busy on a juice cleanse or something out in the Himalayas. By the way, Kansas up seven to nothing in this game. They're getting off to the same start they had in the last game. Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill to Dolphins, number four. Number three, Bruce Arians retires. Well, I mean, obviously, that was the biggest storyline in Kansas City. No, no question about it. Maybe for the last decade, the Tyreek Hill news was the biggest news in Kansas City. Bruce Arians retires from coaching. Very odd timing. Tom Brady comes back. Bruce retires. Like, why would you retire if Tom Brady's coming back as your quarterback? Like, that's number one. Unless If you guys got along fine, why did he leave? I heard he rips up the game plan or whatever left which and Brady put together. I heard he's not exactly fun to work with, even though they played nice. Number two, Seahawks trade Russell Wilson the Broncos. That seems he's, overvalued. Is that bigger than Deshaun Watson no. to Cleveland? No,
2: is and he, it's not bigger than the Tyreek Hill news. I don't think Russell Wilson's a good player, and he's a quarterback, I guess. But Tyreek Hill feels like a more of an impact guy. Maybe I'm wearing the Chiefs glasses with
1: this, but. Well, just considering how rapid it was between Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill getting moved. Two of the top re- three receivers in the NFL, you know, getting it, it just makes the NFL fun. It makes every single week fun. And then you're going to have the NFL draft, which will dominate headlines. It's also weird how the NFL dominates the uh, NCAA tournament the first couple of days because of all the uh, moving, in shake in the NFL. Free agents being signed, all the trade. Number one. And this is a real shocker. Tom Brady returns from retirement.
2: I mean, I get that it's a big story, but are you surprised that he returned? No. I'm not surprised even a little bit.
1: No, I'm not because – well, his age though, man. But, you know, in life you get one opportunity but did, to do didn't something. didn't
2: feel rushed because it came out the report that he might retire and then, like, he's like, oh, I'm not retiring. And then two days later he retires. Tom Brady strikes me as a guy that he would – have some sort of weird, long, nine-minute video to post on his Twitter account when all, he's actually retiring.
1: And Gronk still uh, is a free agent. I'm surprised Gronk isn't back there yet, but you know he will be. You know he will He be. refuses to play for another quarterback, so yeah. Oh. But Tom Brady, though, it's in life you get, like, one opportunity to do something. You know what I mean? Like, I can see why he's back because if he sits out this year, he's not coming back. Two years down the road, there's no way in hell – and then he's going to be knocking on the door at 50 years old. He's not coming back. Like, you can't do the Brett Favre pump fake. Like in life, you get one opportunity. One opportunity to do what you do. And he was playing at MVP level last year. Rodgers wins the MVP, but Tom Brady was playing at the MVP level. But it's just one of those things in life, like you think about, you know, where you're at, where you sit, and a guy like that, and you say, okay, you can be uh, Tom Brady uh, is back. But coming up next, Vern. Was able to ask J.J. Piccolo a few questions. He held uh, questions with the media. Played some J.J. Piccolo earlier. Here's the rest of what he had to say next.
0: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: Welcome back to Big Night. I J Bankley, Grant Nicholson producing the operation Kansas up 9-3 on North Carolina. McCormick continues his uh winning ways, leading score for Kansas of the four, Oche Obaji, from Oak Park High School with three points.
2: KU fans better have a, an apology ready for David McCormick if they win this game. They should already have one for him anyways, but they needed him! Every time I got on Twitter this regular season people are complaining about Dave McCormick and he's been huge all tournament long.
1: I mean it was Remy Martin getting to the getting to the final four but in the final four it's been McCormick. He's a good player, really good player. He's so big. But anyway, Kansas up 9 to 3 again. They started off uh, hot last game too and you know what? It came at 9 to 5 now, but it uh, came down to uh you know, a little bit of a run against Kansas and then nothing would happen. Villanova would make a run. And and I think Carolina's got to keep it close
2: because I think KU has got a little bit more depth than they do. Yeah. I mean, and so if we get to the second half, runs. Up.
1: just like now, I mean, you know, they bring it in the four points and now all of a sudden it's six point lead for Kansas. But I mentioned JJ, Picoula, the new general manager of the Kansas city Royals uh, met the media and was talking about the uh, things to get ready for the season as opening day coming up on Thursday. But here's uh, JJ on just all this hype on Bobby Witt Jr. and his uh, well the expectations of him hitting second.
4: You you, get, you want to look at it. You do have to take those things into consideration. You know how, how much can a guy handle? How much you know? Do you want the expectations on him right away? There's going to be no matter where he hits in the lineup. So that's that's going to happen. So I think we're kind of past that. And I think he's had time to prepare. You know, because you know last year spring training he made a pretty good run. To, to make our club. So he's had a year to really kind of prepare that I almost feel like it's, it's going to be handled really well by him. And, and it, it helps that he grew up in the game. And he's getting really good advice from home. So I, we're not, we're past that point of worrying about that. And now it just comes down to roster construction, you know, or I'm sorry, lineup construction. How do, how do we want to line up? Um, you know, obviously Wits batted lead off, you know, for the last several years. You know, putting him in the 2 hole. There's a lot to be said for that, especially if Salvi's behind him or Benettini's behind him, somebody or veteran's behind him. You know, hopefully he'll get more pitches to hit. You know, so you start thinking like that as well. Uh, if you start moving him down in the lineup, uh, he's not going to come up as many times. You know, and we feel really good about his abilities to, to you know you want him at the plate. Um, but. To answer that question a little more directly, it, it, for us it's become more about r- lineup construction right now. You know, how do we bunch guys together? How do we balance our lineup? Right, left, right. Luckily, we've got two switch hitters in there, so that helps a lot. Um, but Salvi, if Salvi's behind him, we're gonna, you know, we go right, right, right. You know, but then after that, we get our balance. But Salvi behind him will protect him a lot if that's the way it works out. So that's that's the thought right now.
1: Yeah, you know, it's pretty huge. Salvador Perez led Major League Baseball in RBI and tied for the home run lead, hitting right behind him. But playing third base, less on the plate for Bobby Witt Jr.
4: Yeah, that, that, there is something to be said for that. When you're when you're in the middle of the field, especially at shortstop, there's a little bit more going on on the field. Now it's natural for him because he's played it. I mean, he knows where to go on the field. But just you know, there's we have to anticipate just like every player. There's going to be times where guys struggle with the bat. And if he's struggling with the bat, then third base probably is a little bit easier to deal with than shortstop. So just, you know, I think the thing we gotta, you know, we're we're talking about 2022, maybe 2023, but down the road, you know, we still feel like there's potential for him to move the shortstop at some. Point.
1: Yeah, and he might do it at first, but yeah, this is, this is great for him to play third base instead of all the pressure of shortstop thinking about, constantly thinking about things a little bit less on the plate for Bobby Witt Jr. I think it's smart for the Kansas City Royals to do that. I did find this uh, answer pretty interesting from J.J. Piccolo asking if a bigger step forward needs to come from the lineup or the rotation.
4: The rotation. I, I, I think our success this year is going to be based on the improvement of our starting pitching. Right. I think we have a good idea of what we're going to get out of our pen there's just still some ceiling there, you know. Yeah. Like it could be really a fun pen to watch, but I think we know what we're dealing with there. Um, but to have a stable rotation um, and not go through some of the things we went through last year—I mean, it was, it was tough at times. Right. I mean, it, you know, one-two inning outings and a lot on our bullpen in a year where we're trying to protect arms. Mm-hmm. Um, our success is going to be based on. Our, our, our rotation they they take a step forward a couple of them take a step forward i think we'll be we'll be a pretty good team so that's that's been the focus for sure um, and then i'm sure mike's talked to you guys about it the emphasis has been strikes you know let's let's not chase swing and miss early in counts and put ourselves in disadvantage counts let's attack the strike zone and then once you get to two strikes now now you can expand a little bit i think what we saw were young pitchers trying to make perfect pitches all too often and it's ball 1 ball 2 we got to get out of that yeah. they they got to be better than that
1: and uh, north carolina is now taking a lead on kansas and that's quickly changed to kansas up 13 to 12 over north carolina jg Piccolo also talked about the royals defense and how the bullpen will shape up for the royals this year
4: Defense, I think, no question. Like, we feel really good about our defense. I mean, really, just go around the diamond. I think they're all above average to plus defenders. And I don't know if we truly had that at every position during those 14, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the bullpen's got to get better. I mean, I think we feel really good about Barlow, Brent, Stamont, Amir. But I think they're still young pitchers. You know, when you – I think um, Amir's in his fifth year now, fourth year. I mean, you look at, you look at their careers, they, it's not like they're seven, eight, nine-year, 10-year yeah. veteran guys, but they have a chance to be really powerful. Um, you know, Stamont and Brents, it would not surprise us at all at some point if they're closing in the major leagues. I mean, they have that type of stuff. Barlow's really dependable. Um, you know, he takes the ball every night. He throws strikes. He gets swing and miss. So there's a lot to like about him. But I think the consistency of how they perform is going to tell us how good our bullpen is. If we get to the point that we're ahead after six and you got three different guys finishing the games off, then we're going to be winning a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have to take a step forward, um, just like that group did five, six, seven years ago. Now,
1: you know, Amir Garrett that he brings up. Did you ever see the? Did you ever see the uh, video of him challenging the Pirates? Dug out to a fight. No, I never oh, did. Dude. You, you have to Google, uh, get on the YouTube machine and watch some Amir Garrett stuff. I think you'll like it. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad the Royals have him. I mean, have kind of a rebound year, but uh, I like Amir Garrett a lot. I like that move from the Kansas City Royals. JJ also talked about all the possible starters for the fifth spot in the rotation. Again, uh, the Royals going to have Zach Greinke, Brad Keller, Chris Bubich, and Carlos Hernandez. Uh, this week against Cleveland. But here's the uh, possibility of all the starters, especially hitting that fifth spot. They won't need a fifth starter for a while, at
4: least through a couple of series. That, that's the nice thing going into this. They, they've all been stretched out. So I don't think Mike's going to be so quick, one outing. It's not going to be like that. I mean, it's, you want guys to feel like I've, I've got some room here. <laughs> you know, I don't, you know I can't, they can't take every start thinking their backs against the wall. Um, So I think you want to give guys some freedom. Whoever ends up being that fifth starter, give them some freedom to settle in. And then hopefully you're still getting innings for the other guys. But there's competition. And, you know, when you have competition, it's a good thing. I also think those young guys, just like last year, I think they could feel one guy's struggles, and then I struggled. You know, it was a little bit contagious. I think it could easily go the other way, too. Once one guy gets on a roll, now the other guy gets on a roll. And you guys see them out They're 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 a close group. I could see it swing the other way pretty easily as well.
1: So there's JJ Piccolo, really one of the good guys in baseball as he uh, gets ready to embark on new general manager of the Kansas City Royals. The national title game, Kansas up by three, 15 to 12 here in the first half. And been kind of keeping an eye on it, Grant, but. Uh, not totally going to know you've been enamored with this game as you root for North Carolina. Carolina blue back there. Sure, yeah. Bottom line is, Grant. Uh huh. Here's the thing. Sure. Uh, are how many Royals games a year do you go to? Um, the last couple of years, not very many. Not very many because of COVID and everything. Because of COVID, they didn't let any fans two years yeah. ago. I.
2: Before then, like when I was in college, when
1: I was a young, a young man, I'd go to five to ten usually. It's funny how it's become kind of the cool thing to do. Because there for a while, man, it wasn't that cool. Even when the Royals were losing games the last couple of years, it was still fun to get out and go to a Royals game at night. It became part of the things to do, and I can't wait because Thursday uh, we're going to have it, get, to get used to the Cleveland Guardians name. Which name is tougher for you to remember? The Guardians or the Commanders?
2: Uh, the sports? Commanders.
1: Commanders. Probably. I
2: haven't even honestly my brain hasn't quite transitioned into baseball yet. So I'm sure it'll be weird once the Guardians are there. But there's only one team named the Guardians. At least that's a real team name. You follow K State baseball? I, I'm I'm aware of it. If they play <laughs> if they play pretty hot, I'll I'll tune into a couple games. I watched a few innings earlier this week, but
1: College baseball's fun. It is fun. Especially when they get down to the uh, the uh, NCAA tournament. Like College baseball can be a ton of fun at night watching those games. Like the Road to the World Series.
2: I had a lot of fun going to games in college. They're cheap on the weekends. You go out there, have uh, some p- peanuts, heckle the outfielder from Oklahoma State or wherever.
3: Yeah.
1: I imagine that was fun. Yeah, There's it nice was a lot of fun. How much what, it was what well, You were a student. I so think a student is free, yeah. typically what's it cost five bucks seven bucks
2: yeah i think five to ten dollars maybe
1: five to ten dollars
2: i'd be kind of shocked if it's ten but i honestly don't know
1: royals we went over their question marks and exclamation marks what about the kansas city chiefs we do that next
0: this is bank at night on your home for royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the kansas city chiefs 610 sports radio
1: Welcome back to Big I Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. Kansas, North Carolina, knotted up. Knotted up at 18. Good game so far. Bill Self, can he win his second national title and join that club with nine other coaches to be uh, two-time winners of the national title? We'll see. Will Mass Street explode in Lawrence, Kansas tonight? I imagine. Well, Chapel Hill? Did you see the video of Chapel Hill? It's pretty nuts. But I, they, I think it might have been. It might have been crazier in Kansas.
2: But they said they were expecting a hundred thousand people in Lawrence tonight. Are you serious? That's the number I saw on Twitter. I, who knows if that's true or not? But
1: a hundred thousand people. Lawrence Police Department's always funny on Twitter too. You know they're going to be active tonight. Oh, Baji leads the way for Kansas with five points, but Cormac still with four points in this game. Remy Martin, three points off the benches. There's another sighting of Roy Williams. How many was the over under on Roy Williams tonight? Nine times. I have no idea to show him nine times, but people were wondering who he's going for. Of course it's North Carolina. He went to North Carolina. He coached him with three national titles. Yes. He took Kansas to the final four, four times, but why do we even question that anymore?
2: Of course he's rooting for North Carolina. I think that's a silly question. That's someone just looking for engagement. And
1: I'll never blame him for going back to North Carolina. Isn't that where he went to school? Yeah, a lot of times we want to go back home, but oftentimes you see it, oh, he's a traitor, he left. Like That's where he wanted to be. That's where he wanted to go. He wanted to go back home, and there's no problem with that.
2: Also, he's a really good coach for KU. It's not like he mailed it in.
1: No, Like, Like, I don't know why people would ever be
2: mad. It almost a national title. Yeah. Like, Kansas. I always...
1: Uh-huh. I always thought KU fans had good feelings about Roy Williams. No, for the most part, but, I think they do. But obviously, distance makes the heart grow fonder. But can you think of a team that's had that kind of handoff from Larry Brown to Roy Williams to Bill Self, or to? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Th- think about that handoff between those coaches. Makes me sick, because I mean, were- the
2: two programs, KU and K State, were
1: not that different. Right around 1988, they were pretty similar. I mean, you take a guy like Larry Brown that won both at the NBA level, and college level, and then you take a guy like Rick Williams that ended up with three national titles, even though none was at Kansas, almost one at Kansas, and then Bill Self—that's four national titles, uh, or five if you want to go the last three coaches they've had.
2: What a story it would be if Hubert Davis wins a national title in his first year, first year as a head coach. And that's why that's people, pretty special.
1: That's why people weren't really picking or high on North Carolina this year because Roy retired. That's why Eric Church, right, had his concert scheduled uh, for uh, Saturday, ended up missing it or canceling it just because he wanted to be at the Final Four. Would you do that? Yes. Yeah.
2: You would, would, wouldn't you?
1: I would. Would you? <laughs> yeah. I
2: If K-State ever Especially makes a national title game, I mean, cancel my whole plans for the entire day.
1: But that's fine. But would you ever the put week. yourself in a situation, if you were a diehard Kansas State fan, which you are, Would you ever put yourself in a situation where you'd look at the schedule and think, okay, I don't need a concert on such and such days, and you would just X those off is not having a concert on those days?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think Eric Church needs the money or
1: anything. No, he didn't need the money, but, I mean, he's a diehard fan, but did he believe in him? I guess he did. He
2: believed in something we didn't know. Did he believe in him going all the way to the Final Four because he scheduled the concert? Let's see his bracket. Let's see his bracket. Where do you have them losing it? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah, what but you I,
2: I doubt that Eric Church is, like, handpicking his concerts. He's not looking at the schedule. I'm sure someone's doing that for
1: him. But if you're a diehard fan of a team, and, I mean, obviously he didn't think they'd f- f- face Duke. They've never faced him in the NCAA tournament. That's what made it so special is Coach K's last game, and he had North Carolina in the game that put some uh, extra mustard on, on that game, but... If you're a diehard fan, don't you exit off? I mean, with the Chiefs, I don't schedule anything. But I don't think again, I don't game. think
2: Eric Church is is can- canceling every single weekend show. I mean, this is this was kind of a, a rare occurrence. I get it, but you got to
1: believe in your team. <laughs> if they weren't eight seeding or what? He's expertise. supposed
2: to just take every final four
1: weekend and be like, obviously no yes. shows this weekend. If there's no a chance way. for your team to be playing, don't schedule a concert on the day. Do it the next week. What if he was the biggest St. Peter's fan in the world and they did end up making the final four? I mean, he's a diehard fan, but I don't think he would have cried if they had they lost because he would have been able to do his concert. Think about it.
2: I just think it's ridiculous that you're like, oh, he should have not planned a concert then. He's probably not even planning his own concerts.
1: You know, I I see it on the news all the time. These these couples that are getting married the day of the AFC title game or the Super Bowl when the Chiefs are in it, it's like they're diehard fans, quote. But why would you even attempt to schedule something on a date where the Chiefs could be in the AFC title game or Super Bowl? Because here's the thing. Isn't that kind of cruel to your friends and family? They all have to miss the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can't really put it, a wedding in January-February range for a couple of reasons. I, I kind of get the fall wedding. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It's I hate nice those. Nice weather I out.
1: Hate, I hate those. Yeah, but... there's such good... You know Yeah, yeah is, man. I, Every weekend, there's great college football I, I know. On Saturday night. I don't
2: like it either, but you got to do what you got to
1: do sometimes. I... I, I get it I don't love it but I mean I get there's it. a few weekends where the the matchups aren't as great I mean there there, there are those with few and far between you just you gotta know like my buddy he got married in the fall
2: but it was a KU it was a K State road game the K K State played at 11 and his wedding was at like four okay so that's perfect
1: It that works out
2: rolled into Manhattan watched the game had a few went to the wedding had a few more except every year his anniversary. Is going to be probably a- that's his problem. That's not I don't care at that. I mean, point. It's
1: probably going to be on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Of course, it can be other days, but to celebrate it, will be on weekends. I
2: mean, you Again, that's a, that's game. a that's a his
1: his problem. It's not my problem. I don't really care. What was it? Far wedding? Did you have to travel? For? It was Manhattan. It was in Manhattan. Okay, so perfect. Yeah, he probably had the game on for all the guys to watch yeah. beforehand.
2: No, we went to Aggieville before the game.
1: You went to Aggieville.
2: Yeah, before the wedding.
1: <laughs>
2: what kind of condition was he in? He was in fine condition. He wasn't there, but everybody else was there (laughs) before the wedding.
1: That's the only way to do it. My my cousin got married once. Well, obviously, and she thinks I'm a DJ because I do radio stuff. And so she asked me. It was it was during the fall too. I told you I hate fall weddings, but this was family, right? So I didn't. I had to do it. I mean, they they had a TV in a bar, so I was making sure I get away. But I had to explain, I, like, do you look at me as a music guy, Grant? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, How I, much
2: music have you watched in the last, or listened to in the last year? Not much. Not
1: like much. Like 10 hours worth? But I almost took the mic and started talking Chiefs. Because she's like, do what you do. And I was like, okay. So I was the mic and said, you know, let's go to Larry and Lenexa. And let's talk Alex Smith. You no, know, because Back when Alex Smith was a quarterback, you know. Because you, you don't listen to music when you're at
2: your house. You don't listen to music when you're in the car. When do you listen to music in the shower? Hell when no. do you listen to music? Not very much.
1: I listen to a lot <laughs> of sports radio. Yeah, podcasts.
2: You're just podcasting sports radio. You're getting all the takes you can.
1: When I'm in the car, it's usually always on sports radio. It's usually on yeah, 610. That's exactly what I figured. It's basically what I but, do. But it's always been that way.
2: Yeah, I know. But I just I'm trying to figure out when you would listen to music. When do you listen to music? Not very often. See, in the shower.
1: Then why you give me crap?
2: I'm not giving you crap. I'm just, why would your cousin think that she listen to music?
1: <laughs> Remember those little shower speaker things they had that got wet and everything in the shower? Or do you just use your phone? Uh, I've got a Bluetooth speaker that I leave right in the back of my toilet. See, I don't spend that much time in the shower. Here's the thing. Do you ever drink a beer in the shower? Because this is a question I used to ask the Royals.
2: Rarely. Like I've done it before. I did a lot them. more in college. But shower beers.
1: Rarely. I don't, is there anything better than the shower beer when it's, like, so hot and you're inside the shower and you grab a beer? <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, Seriously, not. try it. Try
2: a shower I've beer. I've had shower beers. I've had them before. A lot of people won't admit to shower beers. Really? I remember one time my girlfriend came over and she's like, why do you have a beer can in your shower? Shower beer. And I was like, well, I just had a shower beer.
1: It's I don't a, know. I just wanted one. It's exactly right. She, she thought it was weird. Yeah, but sports makes us do weird things, man. It does. Like you may not say it's a big part of your life, but it's a big part of your life. Like how many people do you know when you go to just you'll go to a Christmas party for somebody else, maybe your girlfriend, your wife, whatever, and people are talking sports. No matter where you're at, like if you walk into Quick Trip or something like that, the chances are there's somebody in there talking about. The, Did you hear about the Tyree Kill trade? Did you hear about the trade? How good's Mahomes going to be this year? What are they going to do at wide receiver? I mean, you hear it all the time, no matter where you're at people are always thinking sports top of mind. It's a sickness, man.
2: Yeah, they are. I mean, even like someone like my mom, she's not a huge sports fan, but she keeps updated. She texts me the morning of the Tyree Hill trade. She's like, what's up? What's happening? Why
1: is this going on? So your mom reminds me of my mom because she does keep up with the Royals and Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Like more yeah. than I even would would think. I don't know how mom, how much my mom is like in the
2: nitty-gritty, the day-to-day stuff, but she gets like the alerts on her phone and stuff. She's She's
1: up to date. She's not even a huge uh, college basketball fan, to be honest with you, but she was asking me the other day where TBS was. She knew that the game was on TBS because I kind of keep track of those things where what channel games are on. I get that, that question a lot. Hey, what channel is this game on? From mom. But anyway, I was a little bit surprised that uh, she was so into it, and I like that, and she's definitely into the Kansas City Chiefs. Is your mom rooting for the hometown flavor today? Going for the Jayhawks? She's a Missouri fan. So no. Yeah. Good mom. Take it for what it is. But granted, sports makes us do uh, weird things. And I guarantee you there's a lot of people watching this game tonight instead of going to bed. And they're saying, hey, I got to watch this game. It's good news about sports radio is I can tell people on your date them or whatever, like, hey, I have to watch these games. It's part of my job. You know what I'm saying? And get away with it. You know what I'm saying, Grant? Anyway, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening tonight. I'll see you tomorrow night, 6 to 9. Good night.
0: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.